Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. For real. This is for real. <laughs> this is for real. We just had three, that was our third go-round. We had three fake intros, so here's the real one. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Father John, my friend Joe, who's going to be Deacon Joe, we found out, on March 16th. That's huge, Less man. Less than a year. That is huge. This is Catholic Stuff You Should Know. J10 Initiative, which you probably don't know. Cause Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Welcome to know. Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Now, uh, just a reminder for those who might be listening new, that's our um, Greek professor, Dr. Marika Frank. That's right. Who has a very beautiful English accent. and uh, Southern uh, South, uh, South Africa. Well, she's from South Africa, but she, was, she told me she was raised by... Well, not raised by nuns. Raised but. by nuns. <laughs> raised by nuns. I don't well, think so. Easy, easy. Actually, she told she me... She was taught yeah. by nuns. The in, Queen's English. In Britain. In Britain. Um, she, uh, I actually asked her because her husband is thoroughly not English. He's American from Pennsylvania, but still has an English accent somehow, like yeah. traces of it in certain yeah. pronunciation. And uh, I went to an Episcopal church for a concert. Have you ever heard of the Talus Scholars? I have. Yeah, yeah. I went and saw the Talus Scholars. They're so cultured. I feel really cultured. <laughs> I'd never heard of them until I went to this concert, but they were excellent. A beautiful, um, what is it called? Renaissance music. Excellent. Right. Just all vocal. Um, but the pastor there, I guess, I don't know what they call them, rector, whatever, the priest, the parson, <laughs> the, yeah, the parson who is uh, at the Episcopal Church was American from Denver as well with like a thick English accent. And I wondered if it was like, it's you like know, some thing. like a, a, an Episcopalian thing. And uh, so I asked Dr. Frank about it, our Greek professor. And I said, why does your husband have a British accent? Is it because he's just trying to pretend like he's Anglican or Episcopalian? And she said, oh, no, no, he gets that from me. First, yeah, and from talking to her from, for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. I guess that happens. Well, I was at something not as cultured this week, but uh, nevertheless significant. Mm-hmm. Priest convocation. Not as cultured. Not as cultured, but it was good. All the priests in the Archdiocese of Denver were up, party. were up in Keystone for a priest party. Yep, it was uh, It was great, actually. Do you know what my favorite are? My favorite are all the old guys. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, they they are just something else. They've seen everything, and uh, it was just like that was my highlight was sitting around having beers and talking with these old guys. With the cowboys from the West. Crazy stories. There's one guy who's a cowboy poet. I called him the cowboy poet. Really? Father Don Willett. Let me tell you a story from Gunnison, Colorado. That's kind of how he talks, and he's got this long, gangy-looking beard. Uh, but that's enough about Father Don. But it was, a, <laughs> it was a good week. But I'm excited to have you up on that. In yeah, uh, I feel like that's a, a couple of years. I feel like the priest convocations are like this mysterious thing to everybody who's not a priest. Like, right. what do they do? All these priests get together and in the mountains and hang out for with the bishop. And yep, yep, that's about it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, it. Not, uh, that's not too exciting. Otherwise. That's about it. Four days of hanging out. Can't wait. Can't wait. It'll be good. But uh, yeah, that has nothing to do with anything. Nothing. Just, just thought I'd inform that's, you. That's on what life. we're doing. Yeah, we haven't done this in a little bit. We've been slacking a little lately. Hopefully, yep. uh, I don't think it's up yet, but we just did a podcast on... Uh, that was like two weeks ago. I know. Okay. Uh, so, with 95% Neffel, so. of them... No, 90% of the delays when you're looking on a Wednesday, it's my fault. 5% is your fault. How is that 90% your fault? Well, usually... You have nothing to do with it. Usually, I'm like, I, I have to cancel or something. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I'm so important as a priest. And then 5% is your fault, and then 5% is Mike. So, this one's Mike's. Oh, okay. Mike, it's your fault. Yeah, sorry, Mike. Hopefully he'll that's up now. But uh um, But given the lack yeah. of uh discretion in the ways that they've been published, I don't think Mike's listening to them anymore before he publishes them. <laughs> some right. of them has some uh... That's right, we can't cuss in this one. Nope, we're not gonna do that, are we, Joe? That's right, John. Okay. Father John. <laughs> so uh we decided that we're gonna do your topic first. We did. But the reason he's doing that is because we both we we kind of prepare these topics, we do these two at a time, and we both decided to do random 
medieval saints. So he was like, oh, I got to get in first so to look like Father John copied me. Exactly. Well, way to try to cover yourself. Well, Actually, they can decide. We prepare independently. They can decide who's got the better topic. Well, this is like you, match you might for match. Win. I might have the cooler little thing at the end, but... Uh, well, I got a cool thing in mind at the end, too. Oh, really? Oh, well. <laughs> All right. All right. Today, we are talking about St. John Kemble, who you've never heard of. Kemble with K? K-E-M-B-L-E. Okay. Did he speak like Dr. Marika Frank? I hope so. He was old. He was and, old, like Father Don. <laughs> like Father Don. And uh, this is a kind of a half shout-out, half uh, in honor of our friend, uh, more your friend than my friend, Eric, Eric Feltis. Yes. Yeah, you should t- talk about Feltis and what he's doing. Uh, Feltis, Eric Feltis is a mountain man. Uh, he's from a little, little town uh, near uh, Winter Park, Colorado, and uh, he entered seminary with me. I met him senior year in high school. Actually, crazy story about Eric Feltis. The night of my conversion, I don't even know if you know this, which is July 16, 2001, right before my senior year in high school, right? I got forced to go on this stupid retreat with all these church kids. And uh, this guy, I was kneeling in prayer and got pretty emotional at one point. And he prayed over me. Like, he just kind of put his hands and just like, And you didn't know him? I didn't know him. And then we put this together two years ago. We were in seminary together. We were classmates. And it was like that night, like at the moment that I encountered Christ in the Eucharist, like Eric Feltis was right there praying to me. So, so Eric uh, discerned that he wasn't called to be a priest after several years in seminary, married a wonderful, wonderful woman, and now they have a little guy. Little guy. Or two, one, Jack. I think one, number two's on the way. Okay, you can see how close of friends we are now. <laughs> but uh, he's always dear to my heart. That's right. But Eric uh, is a craftsman. He is. Old school craftsman. I think he makes cabinets for yeah, rich people. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> But he also on the side has this little company and business i guess but he calls it kemble pipes kemble pipes and he makes pipes for people and they're really nice i i actually meant to go check out his like website or something before this and i forgot so okay yeah check it out though kemble pipes it's there somewhere and i've seen his stuff he's paying us he to has this yeah it, this is totally uh just a shameless plug for our right. friend eric, eric but uh yeah he's a faithful listener of the podcast so shout out for eric and uh, he makes great pipes i'm actually want to i want to me and my brother paul want to buy a kemble pipe from him nice uh, at some point but um, I was inspired by his company to do this because on his business card, he has on the back of it just like a sentence or two about St. John Kemble. And in it, he says uh, just kind of a little synopsis of his life and why he named it Kemble Pipes. Kind of a cool thing. So right before this guy died, uh, he's a martyr. I'm ruining Are you jumping right to the end? Oh, maybe I should. Okay, I'll, I'll, save, <laughs> I'll like, save it. Man, we'll, we'll wrap this thing up here in 30 right. seconds. <laughs> Emails. Um, okay, so a little bit on John Kemble. He was in England. Okay. He was Welsh, I think. Uh, but he uh, was alive during the 1700s, so 16 or 1600s, 17th century, and uh, this is when after Henry VIII, England was Reformation. No, Reformation. They were no longer Catholic, and it was uh, against the law to be Catholic. Right. And uh, we don't know much about his life. He was a faithful priest for like 53 years, and then when he was 80, um, he had uh, some parishioners, and uh, the the officer who arrested him because he was Catholic and everything. Uh, his name was Captain John Scudamore. Scudamore. I don't know how to pronounce these things British-wise. But all uh, Captain John was uh, a lapsed Catholic no longer. He was, you know. Can we call him Captain Jack for, Captain Billy, Jack. for Billy Joel? That's, no. Okay. Um, Captain John Scudamore was a lapsed Catholic, but his family was all were all faithful Catholics, parishioners of St. John Kemble, John, you know, Father John Kemble. Right. And, uh, but Captain John had to, it was his job to arrest this priest. And he was charged with being in these, uh, have you ever heard of the Popish plots? Yeah. Titus Oates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know much about them. You might be able to speak more about them. They were basically like kind of fake plots or something about to assassinate the Catholic king 
and put or no assassinate the Protestant king right. and put the Catholic king right. in his place, who was his brother. Right. And uh, he was suspected of this. So this is Captain John arrested him, brought him to England. He had no connection with these plots whatsoever, but he was charged. Brought him for, to London. Brought him to London. Okay. Uh, and he was charged for treason, for simply for being a Catholic priest and for celebrating mass. That was pretty much it. So he pretty much just uh, was tried for his faith and charged with treason. And his sentence was to be hanged, drawn, and quartered. Right. Like our... St. Edmund Campion. Uh, Braveheart. <laughs> William Wallace. <laughs> I know, William Wallace. Yes. No, have you seen Braveheart? He's I have. hanged, drawn, and quartered. Uh, right. So this is what John Campbell was I think it's hung, to. drawn, and quartered. Hanged. This is old English. Oh, sorry. Hanged. That's right. Uh, we have horrible, fake accents. Uh, but this is my favorite part about it. Not my favorite part. The favorite part's at the end, but this is really cool. So after he was um, tried for treason... Uh, brought back and for to be executed at Hefertshire. Hefertshire. I don't know how to say any of these things. Uh, That's where good. he was from. It's good to me. But uh, he sa- it says he like died. He had like the uh, quintessential model death of a Catholic martyr. Nice. This is what it says. He forgave those who had conspired against him, and he asked forgiveness of anybody who he may have offended. It was said about this guy that he was he gave no offense to anybody ever. Like he was the nicest guy. Everybody loved him, and. Uh, even the guy who was supposed to hang him, the hangman, was like really distraught because he was at, before he was hung, he was, you know, kind of going off and saying, you know, I'm tried for this and this, and let you know I'm just being killed because I'm a Catholic priest, I'm a martyr. Actually, cool too. When they went to arrest him, uh, before they came, because his parishioners were part of the family of the captain who was going to come arrest him, right? Uh, they kind of knew it was, what was up, and they said, hey, you can you can get out of here. You don't have to be killed here. And what he said to them was, I mean, he's 80 years old, right? So he says. According to the course of nature, I have but a few years to live. He's 80 years old. And he says, it will be an advantage to suffer for my religion, and therefore I will not abscond. Abscond. Mm. Abscond. Abscond. <laughs> you can imagine Merck Frank saying this. Yes. Um, but uh, so, yeah, he, he wanted to stay with his flock. And, you know, he, he probably could have gotten away, but he chose, really just chose to be a martyr uh, and instead of fleeing for his life for, you know, the last couple of years or whatever. Do you know what year this was, the year he was martyred, I mean? 1679. Oh, so it's fairly late. Yeah, this is late, uh, under Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Okay. Yes. So, uh, you know, so he chose to be a martyr, and before he was hanged, you know, the hangman was all distraught and everything. Right. And so he says, he turns to the hangman, this is, this is from the account of it. He says, An- Anthony is the guy's name. So he says, Honest Anthony, my friend Anthony, be not afraid, do thy office, I forgive thee with all my heart. Thou wilt do me a greater kindness than discourtesy. Whoa. Isn't that beautiful? Right before he died? It's beautiful. It almost feels unbelievable, though, like that anybody could actually do this. You know what I mean? It's totally crazy. It's crazy. It's awesome. I mean, he's, this guy's, I mean, he's 80 years old, old faithful priest, 53 years. And so it says he pre- he just prayed silently for a few minutes and commended himself to God. And then he was hanged, drawn and quartered. But they actually had mercy on him because, because everybody kind of liked him. Uh, I guess you can say have mercy. They just hanged him, and he died being hanged, and then they drawed and quartered him right. after he died. But, uh, yeah, there's not... Oh, yeah, so, okay, this is the cool thing. This isn't at the end, but it's still pretty cool. So, um, the uh, when they went to arrest him... Not when they went to arrest him. When he was in jail for, like, a month. But when they went to come hang him, he had woken up that morning saying his prayers, and they came to hang him, and he begged them. This was on the back of Eric Feltis's little uh, business card. When they came to arrest, uh, bring him to be hanged, he asked them if he could finish his pipe and his cup of sack, which is like dry wine. Okay. I, I looked it up because I didn't know what it was, and his prayers. And so they actually, the guys who were going to co hang him, they sat, sat down, down, the under sheriff, and just kind of sat there and had a couple of dry sherry with them and uh, drank, you know, smoked a pipe and 
and then they went and hanged him. Isn't that wild? That's wild. wild. So even to this day, uh, it's in on Wikipedia, our very faithful source. Yes, yes. uh, To this day, there's still this phrase, a Kemble pipe and a Kemble cup Hmm. is like a parting, you know, before you leave, you know, you have a pipe together or some other, you know smoking product or some some sort of drink and it's a Kemble pipe and it's, so we should start saying that a Kemble let's have a Kemble pipe a Kemble pipe and a Kemble cup Kemble cup I like that isn't that that's, awesome that's a very very cool story I know I love that that's so British too I know it's super cool this is this is about culture Talos scholars Britain's on to something they have a lot more culture than we do they do where they used to that's for sure yeah so it was said about this guy that no one they never saw anyone die so like a gentleman and so like a Christian even so, the Protestants there do you know my parents are living in London right now yes and I'm just curious do oh, you know Right. where he was martyred was it at the Tyburn tree by any chance where's the Tyburn tree well now it's in the middle of London it used to be on the outskirts but that's where they killed a lot of the guys but that would have been earlier like Edmund Campion died uh, turn of the century so it was like late uh, 1500s and mm. I don't know if they were still martyred no Hunt- he was executed in Hertfordshire okay H-E-R-E-F-O-R-D Shire okay Hertfordshire or whatever how do you yep. say it? and that's where he's buried actually one of it says that one of his hands is preserved in St. Francis Xavier Church there oh nice you know weird Catholic thing that we do we yeah, cut right. off their hand and we put it there <laughs> and uh, and then he's buried in the in the graveyard there uh, so kind of cool. But as far as how he became a saint and canonized, yes. this is the cool part. And this is why it's important. Is this the it. kicker at the end? No, this isn't. The kicker was the pipe. And the, oh. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally ruined it. No, that was still good. It was It was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so how, you know, to be a saint, we talked about this with canonization. Right. You need to have some certified miracles, right? Right. Uh, so the miracles that led to his canonization had to do with Scudamore, Captain John Scudamore, who arrested him, his family, who were his parishioners. Uh his daughter, this captain who arrested him, his daughter was cured of throat cancer through his intercession. Really? Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's crazy. Super wild. And his wife was also cured uh, of her hearing. She was going deaf, and she, while pay- praying in front of his grave, was cured of her hearing. Wow. So two of the miracles were from the guy's family who arrested him. Uh, captain Jack. Captain Jack. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? That is wild. So St. John Kemble. That's Dude, all I, I got. Like There's not much about him, but I'm no, like, no, no, this guy's know, a stud. I like it, though. That's a good story, man. Good stuff. It's good to be back into the world of history. We've kind of, uh, you know. We've been all over the place. We, well, we've been all over the place. We're we've always all over the place, but it's skeptical nice Skeptical theology. Uh, it's nice to uh, kind of jump back into that. Um, are you ready for an email from Idaho? I'm ready for an email. Kelsey Bowler. Wait, I thought you were doing the Sydney one. That's next. Okay. Next podcast. Kelsey. Okay. Uh, okay, y'all. I have a dumb question. Great. No dumb. Well, that means, yeah. Before the podcast, we were, Father John was looking for questions and uh, supposed to say he kept going through, oh no, that one's too hard. Oh, that one's too, <laughs> That's hard. too hard. So this is a dumb one. So like, this will be good. Thank you, Kelsey, for serving up a T-ball for Kelsey, Father John. if we didn't have dumb ones, we wouldn't have questions on the <laughs> podcast. So, okay. I know that uh, I could ask any other Catholic this question and probably get the right answer or Google it and take a chance, but I know you fellas will know. So this is for you, Jim. Uh, I overheard uh, a program a woman discussing a medallion question mark that if worn during the time of death allows your soul to go straight to heaven. I have no idea what it's called or what uh, it is. So it makes it a little hard for me to try and research it. Can you tell me what this is and what's up with this? I AKA the origins hope you know what I'm talking about. Sorry again for such a dumb question. Kelsey. I don't know, but I can look it up on Google right yeah, now. Right. No, you know what this is. Yeah. Go ahead. Scapular. It's a scapular. Yeah. Pretty cool. Sounds kind of magical to me, Joe. Kind of put this thing on. And That's just the best part about whisk it. Whisk you away. Everybody loves magic, man. No, don't be. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't be. Uh, uh, this isn't magical. Don't play with me. No, this is. A, this would be. Have we done a podcast? We, no, this would be a good topic. But this would be a great give topic. A little, uh, so the scapular was. Uh, who who received the scapular? Saint Simon Stock. Really? Yes. Interesting. I'm surprised you knew that. 
That was a guess. Oh, okay. We'll Google it later. We'll Google it later. But uh, somebody out there back in the day received- um, I have one on. Hold on. An apparition from Our Lady. And yeah, that's a scapular. Yeah, it's a, I've seen Simon Stock. Bam. Oh, there you go. Scapularly okay. Mount Carmel. So it's a piece of cloth. Well, I mean, it's a piece of cloth now. I think it, for, you know, some religious orders have it. And it's actually a huge, it's almost like a poncho, to, for lack of a better word, you know. It goes right. over the front and the back. Right. Um, and there's a promise associated with it that if it's blessed, uh, I forget how the blessing works. You have to be, what's it called when you um, shoot? You're enrolled in the Enrolled, scapular. thank you. That's what I was looking so for. So it's a specific blessing and, and um, basically when... Our Lady kind of bestows this upon Saint Simon. Uh, Saint Simon. The, the story behind it is that uh, the the notion of a scapular, which comes from the scapular bone, that's what we call it, that because that's where it kind of sits. Right. And uh, the Jews had one. They had a kind of a cloth that they would wear underneath the uh, clothing uh, as, as kind of a sign that your life is consecrated to God. And it was traditional in a Jewish house for the mother to give that to the child. So Mary would have bestowed a scapular, on, or, or what would have been the Jewish first century derivative of it um, upon Jesus and so in the 11th really? century when St. Simon's Simon, Simon's stock uh, is bestowed upon it it's kind of in the sense of like Our Lady bestowing this upon the Christian who's baptized and brought into the life of Christ and so we're kind of clothed in this in Christ so why is it not magic so it's not magic because we can't say uh, and this happens a lot the language around the scapular kind of it, it's the promise of Mary's prayers and the commitment to her protection at the moment of death. That's why you're enrolled in it. That's why you're committed into this. Uh, it does not just guarantee uh, heaven. You can't just put on a piece of cloth and that's just... Really? That, because that's how it sounds with so many people. No, no, no. That just that just absolutely goes against, uh, you know... Everything. <laughs> everything. Free will. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If I'm, if I'm dying in mortal sin and I am obstinate in my mortal sin mm-hmm. and I have full knowledge and full will and it's completely grave or whatever and I just kind of slip this thing on... And your grandma, you know, as you're dying, slips it over you. Yeah, it's that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, so we got to be careful not to kind of move into superstition, but we can't affirm the promise, which is the protection of Our Lady at the moment of death and the promise of her prayers. Yeah, she's so. all about praying for us at the moment. I and mean, that's the Hail Mary. Right. We always say pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death, mm-hmm. which is really when you want the prayers. That's you when know, you want it. Big yeah. time. Yeah, that's when you want it. That's so. awesome. I actually don't have my scapular on because every time I wear a scapular, it breaks within like a week. So really? it's actually sitting in my locker at the seminary. Maybe that's like a sign. Pieces. Maybe it's a sign that I need more prayers. Yeah, well, know. when you have your heart attack in a couple of years, we were discussing at dinner uh, the ways we're all going to die and. Joe said he was going to die of a heart attack. I think I'm going to get hit by a Mack truck on my uh, road bike. I think you're going to get struck by lightning on top of 14 or saying mass. With the ch- raising the chalice. <laughs> That's right. Take me. Yeah, that'd be... Horrible. That'd actually be really kind of cool. Well, kind of. We'd be horrible. doing a podcast on you and be like, whoa, that's a sweet story. Oh, sweet. And then we converted Joe's sister and his... You know, that's all right. The, yeah. Finally. That's about it. That's all I got. That's all I got. I will see you in two minutes. The rest of you will see in uh, a week. Probably three weeks because Mike's dropping the ball. <laughs> no, he's not anymore. <laughs> no, he's not. He's going to listen to this and then never put him up again. CatholicStuffPodcast at gmail.com. We always love your emails, uh, even if it takes us a little while to get back to them. And, uh, Sorry. Facebook, we got things uh, going on there as well. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you soon. Sincerely in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Talk you should you. end it with a blessing. Remember, we always yeah, do Yeah, I, I still feel awkward doing this. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, <laughs> Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Amen. We'll see you.